most of us have had the experience where we have shared the Word of God or a revelation from God with a relative or a friend and they did not believe us. And they listened to us for a while, but then they avoided us. It's hard, and it hurts when that happens. An amazing story to me is a story that happened to Pam Paget, who was raised Catholic. She was then born again, and she continued in the Catholic Church. And she began to question certain things that they were doing, and she would mention them to her friend, who was a Baptist, and her friend would say to her, and where is that in the Bible? Pam would look in the Bible, and she couldn't find it, but she thought it must be true because the Catholic Church teaches it. So she became very confused about it. She wrote out a long list of subjects when she would find conflict between the Catholic Church and the Bible. She was in college at that time, and there was a nun in the college, attending the college. So Pam went to this nun and said to the nun, there are some problems that I have because the Catholic Church is teaching this one thing, and the Bible says something different. And Pam said that nun just turned ghostly white and, and said something like, oh, you shouldn't be looking into these things or you'll have to talk to a priest about that. When the nun reacted that way, Pam knew the Catholic Church was wrong and she came out of the Catholic Church. As a new Christian, I went to a little non-denominational Bible church and they were teaching that tongues are of the devil. A few weeks into that, I read a scripture in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14 where Paul said, Covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. Don't forbid the speaking in tongues. And in that same scripture, Paul went on to tell them how to properly speak in tongues in the church. And it was basically present the tongue, but then have the interpretation. And if you don't have an interpreter for the tongue, then just keep silent and don't share that tongue because it won't edify the church. I got very confused about this, but I knew the Bible would be right when it said forbid not to speak with tongues. I knew the church that I was attending was forbidding the speaking with tongues, so I never went back to that church after I saw that scripture in 1 Corinthians 14. I knew the doctrine of that church was not right on this subject. Now, every church that I know of, they will have some right in them, but then there will be certain doctrines that offend them or they want, don't want to offend a person with the doctrine, such as in Matthew 5, 32, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Well, that would offend people. So the churches I have been in just haven't spoken that scripture. 
I have not heard them teach against that scripture in the churches that I've gone to. They just never speak that scripture. They never bring up the subject. And they do perform ceremonies in their churches where men are marrying divorced women. So they sanction the opposite to what Jesus said in that scripture. Those persons who hear the wrong at their churches and know it's contrary to doctrine and leave those churches, put themselves in a good position with God. Pam and I both did that. And I told her this morning, I said, we are where we are today because we believe the scriptures and left those churches that were teaching opposite to the scripture. But some persons will stay with us for a while and they will hear us speak the doctrines that we speak and then they turn and leave us. The Apostle John explained it this way to the church of his day. 1 John chapter 2 verses 18 and 19. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrist, whereby we know it is the last time. They went out from us, from our church group, but they were not all of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. When a person leaves you as you are speaking correct doctrine and they don't want anything to do with hearing you anymore, when they leave you, you have to consider they are Antichrist. It's verse 19 of 1 John chapter 2. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. So look at that scripture and be hopefully comforted to know they left us because they were not of us. They were not the church, though they think they are Christians. For there is a grief in it for us when they leave us. It may be difficult for you to imagine that there were some people in Paul's day who did not think Paul could be an apostle. We know this because of what he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 2. If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. I have had people fight me on this many times, that you can't be an apostle. And yet God told me one day I was riding along the road and God began to speak to me by his spirit. And he said, I have called you and set you in the body of Christ as an apostle. 
I've had many people tell me I couldn't be an apostle. But the work that I do shows the work of an apostle because I'm always dealing with church doctrine. And that's what apostles did. I'm always trying to turn the church back to the doctrine of Christ. Doctrines such as the man who divorces a faithful wife, Jesus says in Matthew 5 verse 32, the man who divorces a faithful wife will be the cause of her committing adultery if she remarries. This is, I'm paraphrasing, Matthew 5 32. I'm always telling the women this. If you divorce and remarriage, you you will commit adultery. Romans 7, verses 1 through 3. I'm always trying to turn people back to doctrine. The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Matthew 5, 32. That's what the work of an apostle is. And they don't tell me I can't be a prophet. But they do tell me I can't be an apostle. Now, some churches teach there are no apostles and prophets today. That is completely wrong. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11, 12, after Jesus arose, after he was crucified and taken into heaven, he set up the New Testament church at that time. And he gave some apostles, multiple apostles, some prophets, multiple prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teaching teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Jesus set up the New Testament church from heaven, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Many churches say Paul was the last apostle and there are no more apostles today. But in Acts chapter 1, the last apostle in Acts chapter 1 was Matthias, not Paul. Matthias was going to replace Judas, who had turned Christ into the Jews and caused him to be taken captive and crucified. Matthias was the last of those 12 apostles before the New Testament church was established. Then from heaven, according to Ephesians 4, Jesus established the New Testament church by calling ministers from heaven to the ministries of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And Paul was one of those called by Jesus from heaven. Paul is technically one of the first New Testament apostles, according to the scriptures. Also, you could read Acts chapter 26. There's a really great Uh, account in Acts 26 of Paul's life. He's testifying to King Agrippa. Well, we'll just read it. Acts 26, starting at verse 9, Paul says to King Agrippa, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. 
and I punish them often in every synagogue, and compel them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking unto me, a voice from heaven speaking unto me, and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of those things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me, says Jesus. Paul says, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. The call of Jesus comes out to ministers today, to those he has appointed ministers to the New Testament church. We see in this description a voice from heaven speaking to Paul and making him a minister to the New Testament church. Paul is one of the New Testament ministers to the church, called by Jesus according to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11-12. From heaven he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. There are a great many people today in ministries who do not have the call of Jesus on their lives. They put themselves into the ministry by going to Bible college according to their own desire. In 1980, God put me on radio, and a woman at our church came and said, I want to do what you do. And I said, you do? I was so shocked that anybody actually wanted to do this. I had a very strong call of God on my life. After I was born again, I was transported into heaven. I didn't see any physical images. It was a spiritual experience. I was at that time with Jesus, with God, and with the Holy Spirit. I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God, with God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. 
A few nights later, that exact same experience happened to me again. At the time, I thought that was what it meant to be a Christian and that this happened to all people who were Christians. When I found out that was not the case, later I came to believe that at that time I was ordained into the two ministry offices to which I am called, which is apostle and prophet. But ministers who are of Jesus have a call of God, a call of Jesus on their life. They don't just decide they want to be a minister and go to Bible college or seminary. They have a call from heaven, from Jesus, which puts them into the church and gives them to the church as an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. And it could be two offices. Paul was an apostle and teacher. I am apostle, prophet. So it can be more than one office. But this is a New Testament church. The New Testament church is established by Jesus from heaven. The Apostle Paul went through some serious grief because some believed and others didn't when he spoke to them. Acts 28, verses 24 through 28. And some believed the things which were spoken by Paul, and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Paul said to them, Well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Be it known therefore unto you that salvation is sent unto the Gentiles and they will hear it. So we know by that that Paul suffered considerably over these people who left him. Here is a scripture God gave me recently when I found that some people had left me. Hebrews 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight. Now, in my case, one thing I laid aside, I stopped looking at the numbers of the ones who had looked at the Twitter that I do because I found that I was misinterpreting those numbers. It looked like two or three hundred was looking at a certain Twitter had clicked on it, when really 
it had appeared on their screen and they it was there and they viewed it, but they didn't click on it. There might have been 20 or 30 who clicked on it. Well, I decided it was doing no good whatsoever for me to see how many people were clicking on the various subjects that, which I spoke on Twitter. I was excited because there were so many who wanted to see the Word of God. And then when I found out I was reading it incorrectly and there weren't that many, instead of 200, there were maybe 30, 20, or 30. It was depressing to me. This is a weight that I do not have to bear. I do not have to look and see how many people have seen our Twitter or our podcast or our blog. I do not have to look at that to do the work that I do. I can instead ask God to encourage me. Instead of being encouraged by the ones who look at the blog or podcast or Twitter, instead of being encouraged by them, I can be encouraged strictly by God who chooses to have me speak a certain subject. I can be encouraged by the fact that he gave me that subject to speak and that I know he gave me that subject to speak. I can have my encouragement come from God. And this is what I'm choosing to do. Therefore, let us lay aside every weight. So if you see something that's a hindrance to you, you just eliminate it. Hebrews 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It is Jesus who gave us the information, and he also finishes our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. It hasn't cost you any blood yet to speak the word of God and see them leave. Now, considering the last days and the end times, Jesus said, in Matthew 24, 12, 13. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I believe that means the love of many for the word of God will wax cold because they are surrounded by iniquity. They see it on television. They read it in books. They see their own children doing things against the word of God. And therefore, they allow it to pull them down and they turn from the word of God. But he that in shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. One more scripture, Revelation chapter 3 verse 5. Jesus says in Revelation 3 5, in speaking to the church at Sardis, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. 
He that overcometh. We overcome by taking every depression to God. Every time someone leaves us and we're sad, we take it to God in prayer. We overcome by taking every concern to God in prayer. By doing Philippians 4, 6, we overcome. For we turn to God and we hear from God. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So if you're discouraged over somebody leaving you when you spoke the word of God to them, if that discourages you, turn to God in prayer with your discouragement. Let your requests be made known unto God. One of my recent requests was, please restore my joy. Because I was sad over that person leaving. Please restore my joy. And God did. And we overcome by turning to God with our problems, by having faith in God that he will help us as we let our requests be made known unto God, that he will do for us that which we request when it is his will. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.